The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vaches? I don't have to show you any stinking vaches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome one and all, Chris Salcedo Show. Off to a start for a Thursday. I've got... I'm going to try something different today. We're going to do a flip around like we normally do to lead off the show, and we're going to do Facebook Live in the second part, uh, the second break. Because uh, uh, Number one, because there's a piece of audio that I'm waiting to download that I want to share with the Facebook Livers. And second, I'm running way behind today. <laughs> so I don't have time to properly stage the Facebook Live presentation of the Chris Salcedo Show, so we're going to put it off by a break. So in the meantime, let me explain how you get in touch with the program. 888-900-3393, that's the phone. 888-900-3393. For uh, live listening to this program and all of the Blaze Radio programming, blaze.com slash radio, the Blaze Radio smartphone app, and the iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher. Those are on-demand listening hubs for you should you want to download this program and listen to it on your schedule. Highly encourage you to do that. Uh, Let's see. Social media. Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas, the free estate in the union. If you would like to go on to Facebook, the Chris Salcedo show where we have some offerings designed to make you chuckle today. Pinned at the top. Actually, the top two posts are laughers. One, well, actually both you might want to share. But uh, one in particular is, is a video component. And um, it just and actually both are related to Democrats and their aversion to work to liberals and their aversion to hard work. Uh, well, I might as well tell you what they are. Number one, did you guys know that it's National Lazy Day? It is it is National Lazy Day. Uh, the Daily Caller wants to know what you're doing to commemorate National Lazy Day. And uh, first off, did you guys know there was a day com- uh, commemorating Barack Obama's Democrat Party? Did you did you know that? National Lazy Day, a day to honor Barack Obama's Democrat Party. Uh, <laughs> so you guys can answer this poll, I suppose, from the Daily Caller. Uh, on a similar theme, down below there's video evidence that we have that prominent Democrats, prominent leftists, when properly motivated, do work. They work hard. And I'll leave that as a surprise for y'all. <laughs> if you look, it's the second post down on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. And we have discovered that at least four prominent Democrats, when properly motivated, do work. They do work for a living. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's, uh, and every single time I watch it, it is, uh, it's like I'm seeing it for the first time. It's that funny. It's that good. And I highly encourage you all to check it out. Um, <laughs> oh, somebody's weighing in on there too. Wait a minute. 
because Republicans have no backbone. Well, sir, you know what? A guy named Larry's weighing in saying Republicans have no backbone. I'd say, well, if they're Mitch McConnell Republicans, uh, that's true. You know, this thing that we told you guys about yesterday, Mitch McConnell and uh, blaming, again, blaming others problems uh, is, is going on a day two as, as the president has taken issue with being told that he had unreasonable expectations. Here's the soundbite from the so-called Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I know everybody's saying we've been there, haven't done anything, which uh, I find extremely irritating. Well, first off, who cares if you're irritated? <laughs> Number one. Number two, the, the people who are irritated at you are the people of the United States because of, of your inability to govern. And, and he must, you know what, maybe Mitch McConnell's celebrating National Lazy Day a little early. Of course, he's only had what? I mean, let's not be too hard on him. He only had seven or eight years to come up with a census, a consensus bill that would uh, satisfy all Republicans in his caucus. I I mean, come on. Let's let's not be too unreasonable, shall we? Uh, Let's get out of the flip around, shall we? Here is uh, Fox News and the uh, the affable and liberal Shepard Smith. Of course, there's no sound coming out. Oh, I know why there's no sound coming out, because. Uh, there's a certain button you have to push that I did not push. So here it is. 2020, in case President Trump was not available for whatever reason, uh, and then he pushed back on it really hard. Well, the president and the vice president met for the first time today since then. Rick, what happened? Well, they had lunch today uh, at uh, the, the president's golf club at 1230 this afternoon. Sarah Huckabee Sanders was here for an off-camera briefing late this morning. And I asked her specifically, what, was there a reason why the president and vice president were having lunch today? And she said, well, the two sit down all the time. They have a lot to talk about. And the vice president is getting ready to take off on an overseas trip. So this was a chance for the two of them to get together before the president, the vice president leaves the country. Uh, of course, Mr. Pence pushed back very hard on that New York Times story when it when it broke, uh, calling it fake news and disgraceful and offensive to him and his entire team. And Shepard, he says he's going to work very hard to get the president reelected in 2020. All right. Uh, I kind of- very busy day. What what kind of conspiracy theory they will come up with over the Washington Post and over the New York Times? Hey, the president was meeting with the vice president. Must be something nefarious. <laughs> uh, the revelation that North Korea could miniaturize a nuke, as we detailed for you yesterday here on this program, was uh, a story that was not breaking news it was thir- it was from 2013 it was 4 years old and the washington post repackaged it and made it seem like it was new we told you that yesterday and the reason why the basket of bias press assisted barack obama in not uh hyping up the fact that that the north koreans could miniaturize a nuclear weapon was the basket of bias press knew that barack obama wouldn't do anything and why embarrass barack obama because the basket of bias press knew the American people would expect Barack Obama to do something. And the basket of bias press thinks the American people are stupid. And that Barack Obama was all-knowing and all-seeing. So let's not tell the people what they don't need to know, said the likes of the Washington Post and the New York Times. That's why this wasn't made a big deal of back in 2013. Also, also uh, and I haven't had a chance to get to this. I've been trying to get to it for three days. There was a, and I've got all the pieces pulled up here. Uh, and because of the 
the fervor over over North Korea. We just have had to push it behind. But there was a story that ran in the what was it, New York Times about about um, a report that was quote unquote leaked to the press because those Obama holdovers inside of certain agencies in the government believe that that Trump would suppress the report. So they had to go to the New York Times and and leak this report. Problem was the the, the report was already up on the website in January. It was or, was there for public dissemination since January. So what so the New York Times were they lying? When they said that they are, that this was leaked information, or were they, or were they just dupes, or were they just complete idiots? When they said this was a leaked and breaking news and all this kind of stuff, you know what? I, I am willing to concede that the New York Times classifies breaking news as stories that are eight months old, <laughs> which shows which goes a long way to the New York Times credibility. All right, when we get back, we'll do Facebook Live and uh, get our day going. It's Chris Salcedo's show. Glad you made it here to the program on the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, the Blaze Radio audience and you folks on Facebook Live, the Chris Salcedo Show, trying something a little different today because I am super way behind. Normally, you folks on Facebook Live would be joining us <laughs> right off the bat, right off the top of the show, but again, way behind, and that's why we've already done all the prelude. I may do this, if it works out well, we may do this all the time. The, the the name of the video is Mitch and, and rhymes with we're going to start off with Mitch. For those of you who have watched Dana's show and have listened to or watched the Chris Nelsato show, you know that Mitch McConnell's been on our list for a long time. And Mitch McConnell has been on our list for a long time because Mitch McConnell back in last summer, I was filling in for Dana on the Blaze TV and Basically, Mitch McConnell had come out and said that the reason why people were so dissatisfied with Republicans and the reason why uh, all of the Republicans were getting shellacked by Donald Trump was because of we in conservative talk radio. And because we gave an unrealistic expectation to our audiences about what government should be doing, that it was wrong for us to to observe that when the Democrats were in charge, they rammed Obamacare down our throats quite easily. And it seems when you want to install socialism, that comes easily for the Democrats. It's getting rid of socialism that the Republicans seem to have a struggle with. So Mitch McConnell blamed us in conservative talk radio. Um, Never taking responsibility for his own failures, I compared Mitch McConnell to Barack Obama. For those of you joining on Facebook Live, did you know it was National Lazy Day? I told the radio audience before you guys got on here. And uh, yeah, the Daily Caller is reporting this, and you can find it on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. We've got a link to it. National Lazy Day. Who knew there was a, a day commemorating President Obama's Democrat Party? 
I, I had no idea, but there it is. So we're talking about Mitch now. Now, remember back last summer, he was blaming we in talk radio. And uh, these left-wing Republicans tend to do that. John McCain just did the same thing. Uh, after being diagnosed with uh, a pretty nasty strain of brain cancer and coming back and thwarting uh, repeal of Obamacare, John McCain then blamed we in talk radio. Stop listening to us. He said to hell with us. John McCain said to hell with people in talk radio and the punditry class. Not realizing, by the way, his own daughter is in the punditry class. I wonder if he included her too. Just a, just a question. I kind of like Megan McCain. Um, anyway, uh, Mitch McConnell and the president are going back and forth because of this. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I know everybody's saying we've been there, haven't done anything which uh, I find extremely irritating. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Congress goes on for two years. And part of the reason I think that the storyline is that we haven't done much is because, in part, the president and others have set these early timelines about things need to be done by a certain point. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? To, not to quibble, Mitch McConnell, but I think it was the American people who set that timeline in the last election. Just just saying. And so here's Mitch McConnell once again. He screwed up royally. He didn't deliver. And you know what? Say what you want to about the House. Uh, we gave the House a C-plus grade. At least they got some things through. The fake repeal of Obamacare. At least they got something going to keep the conversation going. And the K Kate's Law and the anti-illegal alien felon laws that they, that they passed over that way. And uh, they didn't get the tax reform. That's a, that's a big minus on the house, but they've done, but they've done far and above more than the Senate has done. And that's because uh, Mitch McConnell's Senate has no values. The majority in Mitch McConnell's Senate doesn't have a unifying principle to where you could say that Ted Cruz and Susan Collins both agree on this. And every Republican agrees on this. There is no unifying principle. This whole big tent BS that the Republicans have put out there. <laughs> basically, it's another way of saying we have no rudder. We have no core. We have no values. We're a big tent. We invite leftists to be Republicans. We invite big governments, to, uh, big government politicians to be Republicans. Hey, we even invite Stalinists to be Republicans. Just put an R in front of your name so we can get the nice cozy offices. The big offices in the Capitol, in the Capitol building. And we can run the big government. That's, that seems to be all Mitch McConnell's aim. He's not aiming very high. I'm just saying. Anyway, so Donald Trump has taken exception to this basically echoing what we have been saying here on this program and other conservatives to be to be fair that it's not been a two-year cycle mitch mcconnell that you've been asked to operate under to repeal obamacare i want to remind everybody watching that it was this brainiac mitch mcconnell his idea and john boehner's idea back in 2009 not to put up a republican alternative to obamacare so the american people could see them side by side that decision was made by Mitch McConnell and those like him. 
I remember having an interview with a guy named uh, Congressman Michael Burgess, and I asked him point blank, why aren't the Republicans coming up with an alternative so the American people can see an alternative to socialism that Barack Obama was offering? And Congressman Burgess, who's also a doctor, says, yeah, I, I can't explain it. The leadership just doesn't want it. So if one could argue, Mitch McConnell, that you, it's not been seven, six or seven years. You've had eight years to come up with an alternative, a consensus bill with your diverse caucus that would get us out of Obamacare and towards something that's market-based and good for the United States of America. But you didn't do that. Did you, Mitch McConnell? It's Mitch. Rhymes with... So it seems the Senate majority leader has a nasty little habit he may have picked up from his good friend Barack Obama and his good friend John McCain for blaming others for his inability to get anything done or do any work. Hmm? I, that's, I mean, he has a track record now, ladies and gentlemen. First it was talk radio's fault because we set expectations too high. Now it's President Trump's fault. Why is it, Mitch McConnell, answer me this question. Why is it that when Democrats get in control, rarely do you see their base upset? They get socialized medicine. They get tax increases. They get, they get every left-wing, backward piece of garbage legislation or policy that they want. Why? Because Democrats deliver for their base. Democrat, say what you want. As anti-American as the Democrat Party has devolved into, you can say one thing about them. They deliver for their base. They deliver on their anti-Americanism. Mitch McConnell, why is it too much for us to ask that you deliver on pro-Americanism? Why is it too much to ask? Why is it so unrealistic in your view? Fair question, I think. Uh, I'm going to give you guys an example of an a-hole. Um, this guy is at the State Department press conference today. And this is going to set up our discussion for the remainder of this hour on the Chris Salcedo show. Listen to this. Has to enforce its sanctions. Uh, they have said that they would. We That's uh, Heather Nauert. To, used to work at Fox. Now she's a spokesperson for the State Department. Okay. Okay. And welcome back. Thank you. Um, congratulations on the on the UN Security Council sanctions. My, he sounds sophisticated, doesn't he? He sounds, he said, he has an accent, everyone. He must, he must be intelligent. He must be sophisticated. Uh, it has been suggested you could have given them longer to bear fruit before threatening fire and fury. Did you guys catch that? I, tells you, uh, I was getting a time cue. So you on Facebook Live probably didn't hear that. Let me recue that. Yeah, so sanctions. Uh, it has been suggested you could have given them longer to bear fruit before threatening fire and fury. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on your on your sanctions you got in the in the Security Council. But you could have you could have given them longer to bear fruit uh, before threatening uh, fire and fury. He was, of course, uh, blasting Donald Trump for his rhetoric and buying into this whole idiotic and stupid notion that no president at any time has ever talked tersely or coarsely with foreign adversaries. We are going to put these stupid people in their place. I will give you examples in our history of when presidents have actually conducted themselves like this. Coming up on the Chris Nalcedo Show, you folks on Facebook Live don't miss this. It's good stuff. Say hi to Ron, Facebook Live. Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. 
Chris Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 888-900-3393. Congratulations on the, on the UN Security Council sanctions. Uh, it has been suggested you could have given them longer to bear fruit before threatening fire and fury. Um, <laughs> oh, that's just so uh, really stupid and really kind of idiotic seeing as how the North Korean nuclear situation has been evolving for the better part of two decades since the 1990s. I, <laughs> that was a completely ignorant, stupid thing to say, to be quite honest. Uh, Donald Trump achieving that vote in the United Nations where Clinton, Bush, and Obama couldn't. Oh, <laughs> that's not quite so funny, is it, you? You elitist douchebag, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, so funny. Of course, what he's referring to, ladies and gentlemen, is, is that North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Now, these, the line of questioning that here we are, we, this is day two, uh, this line of questioning. And Democrats are, are unified in their condemnation of this. And the subtext and sometimes overt uh, implication by the likes of uh, Andrea Mitchell from MSNBS is that presidents don't talk like this. Credible presidents who know what they're doing don't talk like this. We will educate the leftists who masquerade as journalists in mere moments. But yesterday I want to take you back to the State Department where Andrea Mitchell and others were asking of Heather Nauert uh, about, now we would assume... Since uh, the all these folks were clueless that this is this was old news. That back during the era of Obama, this report had come down that North Korea was able to miniaturize nuclear weapons, that Obama, Team Obama played it down because Obama didn't want to do anything about it. And uh, this was the tone. Now, you would think that American journalists, you know, Americans would want to know about the threat to our people because, you know, the press is supposed to be the voice for the people. Let's see what they were focused on. Senator McCain and others, Republicans and Democrats, mm -hmm. have complained that it was, quote, bombastic in Senator Feinstein's view, not helpful, said Senator McCain. They're talking about Trump's rhetoric, not Kim Jong-un's rhetoric. Uh, that no other president, not Eisenhower, not Reagan, no other president that he knew of would have used such language. And, of course, Andrea Mitchell is carrying that message. Andrea Mitchell had other things to say. My question is, given those provocations from North Korea, which has been belligerent in the extreme, uh, granted, stipulated, is it helpful or unhelpful for the president to use the kind of language that we have seen previously coming from Kim Jong-un, not from presidents of the United States. Not from presidents of the United States. Now, let's remind everybody what kind of language Andrea Mitchell, the rather dim-witted, dull, and uh, numbskulled Andrea Mitchell over at MSNBS, which is, I think, the sum total of who they employ, 
let, let's see what she's referring to again from the president. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Now, the implication by Andrea Mitchell and her friends in the press and, of course, the elitist foreign journalist who was unidentified was that legitimate presidents of the United States don't make statements like this. Only ill-suited, ill-tempered, unqualified men like Donald Trump would make a statement like this. Let's put that, let's put that, now, understand me, this is what they want you to believe. And I don't doubt that Andrea Mitchell is stupid enough to believe it herself. And I don't doubt that the other elitist journalists in that room are stupid enough to believe that assumption themselves. This is not how presidents talk. This is not how they talk. Might I suggest they they grew used to anti-American sentiment and limp-wristed, flaccid leadership from resident Obama these last eight years, which, by the way, they applauded. That they looked at this metrosexual Obama and said, "Uh uh-huh, that's the president we like. That it's been a while since many of these journalists, if ever, they were ever exposed to a real man. To someone who doesn't respond with flaccid timidity, with threats to his nation. Uh, I would be willing to concede they've never, they've they've forgotten or they never were exposed. Now, Andrea Mitchell, given her advanced age, she should remember. And many of those people in that State Department briefing yesterday were not as advanced as Andrea Mitchell in age, but should have remembered, or at least done their homework before they went out there and made the assumption, "Uh, no American president talks like this. We're peeing our pants. Oh, my virgin ears, stop it, bruh. Oh, Donald Trump, don't do it to me, don't. And the assumption is that Donald Trump, president of the United States, is illegitimate. He doesn't have the gravitas. He doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have what it takes to be a good commander in chief because you know what? Real presidents don't talk like this. We shall destroy their docks, their factories, and their communications. Let there be no mistake. We shall completely destroy Japan's power to make war. It was to spare the Japanese people from utter destruction that the ultimatum of July the 26th was issued at Potsdam. Their leaders promptly rejected that ultimatum. If they do not now accept our terms, they may expect a rain of ruin from the air, the like of which has never been seen on this earth. What, what, what did President Truman just say? Our terms, they may expect a rain of ruin from the air, the like of which has never been seen on this earth. A rain of ruin from the air, the likes of which has never been seen on this earth. Hmm. Now, given the current makeup of the basket of bias press, uh, at that announcement from Harry Truman, 
after the bombing of Japan with the atomic bombs from the United States, uh, that would have resulted in a lot of pants peeing, wouldn't it? Andrea Mitchell would have lost control of her bladder at that being uttered, would she not? Behind this air attack will follow sea and land forces in such numbers and power as they have not yet seen and with the fighting skill of which they are already well aware. Of what, of, of, of that, what they have not seen? Of, uh, wait a minute, where do I remember rhetoric like that? North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Hmm. I guess by implication, these individuals who were in that press briefing yesterday didn't consider President Truman an, an, a real president, I suppose. Uh, because, you know, presidents of the United States don't talk like this. You know, I've always believed that old screw tape reserved his best efforts for those of you in the church. So in your discussions of the nuclear freeze proposals, I urge you to beware the temptation of pride, the temptation of blithely uh, declaring yourselves above it all and label both sides equally at fault. To ignore the facts of history and the aggressive impulses of an evil empire, to simply call the arms race a giant misunderstanding, and thereby remove yourself from the struggle between right and wrong and good and evil. An evil empire. Ooh. I remember I remember George W. Bush calling them the axis of evil, too. And you know what? I, I think I recall a couple of wet spots in the chair under Andrea Mitchell when, when President Bush uttered the words axis of evil. I think I can recall that. But you all know that presidents of the United States don't speak like like this. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury. But we know that this mad dog of the Middle East has a, a goal of a world revolution, Muslim fundamentalist revolution, which is targeted on many of his own uh, Arab compatriots. And where we figure in that, uh, I don't know, maybe we're just the enemy because uh, it's a little like climbing Mount Everest because we're here. The mad dog of the Middle East, said President Ronald Reagan, who I can assure Andrea Mitchell and all of her left-wing biased cohorts in that room today was a legitimate president of the United States, as was President Truman as is President Trump. I'll be right back. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. So the reason why I did that last segment, folks, was to, number one, to detail for you how, well, what the press is doing. But many of you were, were smart enough to figure it out that and, and this, you know, these people aren't the smartest people in the shed. It is one of the most unintelligent false narratives 
that the media has tried to create about Trump. It's really, it's unintelligent, it's unsophisticated, and we can see right through it, and it's so easily debunked. So who's their audience? Audience isn't you. The audience isn't fair-minded people. The audience is their left-wing kook base. Yes, the basket of biased press speaks only with their biased reporting to a left-wing kook base already predisposed to hate Trump. I, uh, as you guys know, I do a couple of local shows in Texas. And on one of the shows that I'm, I'm on once in a while, there's a, there's a Democrat who comes on. Nice guy, by the way. Uh, love him to death. But he's a Democrat. He responded to a, a show email today. I'll be there with my fire and fury. You see, the press is giving Democrats talking points. The biased, unfair press. I'm looking at you, Shepard Smith. <laughs> the biased, I, I, no, I'm kidding. He just happens to be up on my TV screen right now. I just, there, are, there are far worse people in journalism than Shepard Smith. As I've, I have sung his praises at times. Probably no finer in breaking news than Shep Smith. No finer. Uh, his bias does show through at times. That's a problem. But he is head and shoulders above anybody over at MSNBS. I mean, Brian Williams, nakedly transparent progressive, as is Andrea Mitchell and the rest. So at any rate, uh, the reason I point this out is twofold. To show you just how desperate and how devoid of imagination and substance these people in the press are. They don't know any more than you do. I'll say this again. Andrea Mitchell, Brian Williams. Uh, I know Maddow doesn't pretend to be a journalist, but some think she is. Maddow. Although I think, to be honest with you, and you guys are going to go, huh? I think Maddow is, is 10 times smarter than, than Andrea Mitchell. Andrea Mitchell really is, I mean, the only person I can think of who has less intelligence is Maxine Waters. And, and, and maybe, maybe, uh, what's that guy? Richard Blumenthal. <laughs> anyway, but it's, it's, it, this, is, this is not a sophisticated operation. It's nakedly, openly anti-Trump to the point to where they would try to pin the failures of North Korea on a president who has absolutely nothing to do with North Korea. And the best they could come up with is, oh, his words. Oh, his words. Uh, you want to pay attention to the actual actions and the construction of nuclear weaponry by the communist regime oh no 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 what really is the problem is donald trump's words the fact that he's there well and and don't misunderstand they would rather have barack obama there caving in giving tons of your taxpayer money being extorted and allowing kim jong-un to keep his nukes that's what they prefer so that's one side of this the other side of this is the historical facts Presidents do speak like this when they're being honest 
when they're being forthright, when they want to communicate an idea to we, the American people. And that's precisely what Trump has done. And you know who is singing the praises of Donald Trump today? Those guys over in Guam who are saying, thank God we don't have Barack Obama in there giving away the store. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.